Storm Bowling Products, the Bowler's Company presents the Storm Collegiate Spotlight with Steve Klimkin and Tim Berg. Storm's Executive Director of Marketing and Above180.com's Tim Berg are going to introduce a variety of collegiate players, coaches, and key people involved in promoting the sport of bowling. Now, here's Coach K and Tim Berg. Joining us on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight is KT Simpson. KT bowled collegiately at the University of Pikeville. She is currently a graduate assistant with the University of Pikeville. Simpson was also on Junior Team USA back in 2015. KT, I want to thank you for joining myself and Coach K. Steve Klempkin today. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right. Well, you are a graduate assistant at the University of Pikeville. Let's talk about what led you from Boise to move all the way across country to Kentucky. Well, um, it kind of started like I knew one of the guys that was on the guys team, uh, Lucas Honstein. He's from the Boise area also. We, I grew up bowling with him, and he actually went first. And so he was talking to uh, the coach at the time, Ron Dameron, and he was like, hey, you should talk to her. And I think my age kind of threw everybody off a little bit because I graduated high school when I was only 16. And so when I was bowling junior gold and whatnot, uh, the coaches didn't really know that I was, like, looking to go to college yet. So uh, when I did finally talk to Ron, he was like, oh, I wasn't I wasn't aware that you were ready. And I was like, yeah. And uh, so we just, like, got to talking, and it made me feel more comfortable because I was so young to move clear across the country that I would know somebody there. And so I think kind of my final decision was that I was going to know somebody there, and I liked Ron. And I liked the program, and it was successful, so I thought it was going to be a good fit for me. Well, why don't you talk a little bit about maybe your time there then? Uh, you know, what was it like, kind of expectations you had going in versus, you know, actually being, uh, being there when you got there and arrived to the school? Well, I didn't actually get to go visit the school before I went out there. So the first time that I was actually in Pikeville was when I was like moving to Pikeville. So I didn't really have like a whole lot of expectations as far as like the town or any of that, just from what Lucas had told me. But um, I did all the little virtual tours online and whatnot. And it was a small school and I liked that. I thought that it was going to be more homey and I'm from a small town uh, here in Emmett Idaho. So I thought I thought that it might be uh, similar to kind of what I'm used to. So I'm same kind of pace, and it has been. And it, it was like a, it was really a good fit for me. So looking at your current roster, it does look like you have a mix of people kind of all over the United States. Are you able to help provide some wisdom for some of the the ladies as far as what you went through and moving people and letting them know and kind of assuring them that hey look it it seems like it's a long ways away and it kind of is mile wise but it's kind of the same as where you're moving from in that in that respect are you able to help kind of ease some minds of some of the folks you're recruiting yeah for sure uh we have a girl from wyoming currently on our roster she was a freshman this last year and then this upcoming year we actually have another girl from idaho that just signed with us. So uh, being able to relate to them and being so far away, and it does kind of, it is unfortunate that you don't get to go home as much as some of the other people who live closer, but uh, we kind of just like have a, like a big family there and the, the people that are too far away to go home kind of stick together and uh, we can definitely relate to one another. That's for sure. 
Now, what do you what do you focus on when you're you know you're bringing all these uh, young players from all around the country and they're from different backgrounds and they have different different skill levels? How do you bring them all together so they you know try and function and bowl as one as a team? Um, sometimes that's the challenging part. Uh, sometimes, usually, when we find that when somebody signs with us, or I think it kind of when they sign somewhere for college bowling in general, they tend to be like the best in their area. But then when they come to the school and they're on the team, then it's, well, everybody is the best in their area. So I think at the very beginning of the year, it's kind of difficult because everybody's trying to compete with each other and kind of prove that why they're there and whatnot. But as a team like builds and as the year goes on, uh, it is very easy to get them to gel together and just make them understand that this is a team and the individual stuff doesn't really matter as much anymore. And it's all about the team. If the team, the team wins a national championship, then we all win a national championship. So uh, it is kind of difficult in the beginning, like I said, but as the year goes on, it, they do really good gelling together. So in, in your role of helping recruit players, what are you looking for? What can someone who's listening right now that maybe sophomore, junior in high school or even senior, if they're looking to bowl in college, what's something you can help them to when you're out there watching them that you're looking for? What do you, you know, what's a, a big thing on your list as far as recruiting goes? I mean, spares are always like at the top of our list. If, uh, if they're good spare shooters, that's definitely important to us. Um, just like versatility and uh, being able to play different parts of the lane because in college bowling, that's so important. We come across all kinds of different oil patterns and whatnot. So if you can be versatile and play like short, medium, and long, then that's obviously going to be more beneficial for the team. Um, Like I said, spares is really big because spares do win national championships. So that's, that's big for us also. Spare shooting, I tell you what, that's one thing that I noticed. We were down there for the Collegiate Nationals this year in Baton Rouge, and uh, on a demanding, demanding lane condition, I, I can't really uh, think of a time where spares are really more critical than when you have matches and you've got elimination matches, and it's you know the best of seven or so. Those spares seem to come down to be the you know the really the driving force in in who won and who lost there. So. What what kind of drills and stuff do you do to to help make someone or help someone improve their spare game? If they're if someone's a bad spare shooter, what do you tell them? How do you how do you help them get better? Um, usually, the first thing we do for spare shooting is kind of forget like what you were doing originally and just kind of like start from scratch and see if we can find a different system that maybe works for you. Because what works for me shooting spares may not work for the next person. So we just kind of like. Um, get them to line up kind of the ball with their shoulder, get everything in a straight line. We like like straighter lines for spares is kind of what we uh, like to see. Um, And then we do some different drills. We have like our our head pin drill where the goal is to leave only the head pin. So obviously that's going to focus on like shooting the 3610, the 247. And then we do uh, a little game called All Around the World. So we'll pay, we'll shoot the 10 pin, the 6 10, the 3 6 10, the head pin, the 2 4 7, the 4 7, and the 7. Kind of gives you like all the whole little spectrum of it. Um, so we do lots of little games and stuff like that to try to make it fun, but also uh, beneficial to you also. 
So Steve mentioned Baton Rouge. You're currently you're leading the Diamond Doubles Division at the Open Championships. You and your partner shot a 13.78. What really came together and what clicked for you guys that day in Baton Rouge? Well, uh, we had both team events the night before, and um, me and my partner, like we at, during team event, we didn't shoot like the best. Like I had an okay look, but at the very beginning, but I kind of lost it towards the end. So we kind of struggled. So we just decided to let that event go, come in with a clear head the next day. We knew the number that we had to beat, so we were just going to try to make as good a shot as possible and make our spares and see what happened. All right, and everyone out there is wondering. Oh, go ahead, Steve. I was going to say it did definitely happen. That's for sure. What uh, what kind of equipment and strategies were you using there, as far as uh, you know alignments and breakdown and and what kind of balls and layouts and that kind of stuff were you using? Um, I was using a daredevil with a little bit of surface on it, um, and my partner was using a no rolls pearl with surface on it. I believe both of them were pin up, and we were playing pretty similar parts of the lane. She has a little bit heavier roll than I do, so she was a little bit left of me. But um, just kind of getting the ball just to go right around that rangefinder, and we found success getting our ball to go through the pins correctly right there. So it was pretty good. So let's, uh, let's uh, I guess my final question is, talk about your time. You're on Junior Team USA. What are some of the cool experiences you had when you were, when you were there, and, and what can you kind of share with some of our audiences regarding Junior Team USA? Uh the year that I was on Junior Team USA was such an amazing experience being uh, with all these, with all your peers that are the best in the country. And uh, I didn't get chosen to go to a tournament, but the time that I spent at camp was amazing and I wouldn't trade it for anything. I learned so much about my game and the game of bowling itself. It was incredible. I would never trade that for anything. Um, as for people that are looking to as a goal as that being one of their goals, uh, just like never give up on your dreams. Like if that is something that you want to do, then don't give up on it. Cause I've watched all these people before me make junior team USA. And I had decided that like, that was something that I wanted to do. That was a goal of mine and to finally be able to accomplish it was amazing. So just never give up on it and just keep working at it and it'll happen eventually. Now, you talked about dreams. Uh, in final question I have for you, Katie. D- did you ever have any dreams of, of joining and competing on the PWBA Tour? It's got to be, I mean, you're down there in Baton Rouge, and you're bowling on the lanes there with all these uh, great uh, Hall of Famers like Leanne Holzenberg. And, uh, do you, does that inspire you, or has that inspired you to, to, to join the PWBA and bowl all the stops? Um. I am bowling a couple of the stops. I bowled the Queens, and then I'm going to bowl the Rochester Open. Um, this year, and then I have a couple picked out that I want to bowl next year, but uh, kind of being so far away in Idaho, it's kind of difficult to travel to all of the stops with them, most of them being in the east, so it's kind of difficult, you know, it, traveling gets expensive, so um, maybe one day that it would be nice to be able to bowl all the stops, but for now, I'll probably just stick to a couple here and there. Kind of cherry pick a few and... Uh and then hit the ones that you can when you can. Well, you're definitely making the most out of your on your time on the lanes there. So congratulations on the on the score with Mary Wells, and and hopefully you walk uh, walk away with that title in your bag. And uh, and best of luck to you as well. We'll uh, look forward to having you on again sometime in the future. Yes, thanks so much for having me.